done that one before um i don't think so after it's been so i i i I, i've definitely made that joke before um (laughs) uh, i've done it with back in black and the boys are back in town um yeah but i think i think back in the saddle is a new new spin on an old joke (laughs) i i I think you're right the uh constant theme that we have of disappearing from the podcast for uh for weeks at a time yeah exactly and finally coming back (laughs) All right. Well, here we are, indeed. Yes, back we in the are saddle back again. in the saddle. The boys. Do you are back know in any town. other lyrics to that song? Not at all. <laughs> Me neither. I was like gonna start riffing on it, and I'm like, the only words I know are "bow." <laughs> Pretty much. Can we talk about how fucked up Steven Tyler is? Continue. Uh, I'm pretty sure he like. <laughs> The, his wife, I, I don't know if they've been together this whole time or not, but his like one of his first wives, she was like 14 or 15 when they met and started fucking. I don't think I knew this. <laughs> yeah, a lot of bands, I, I don't think I've known it because I, I think people forgot, but like a lot of those bands just fucking had sex with underage girls. <laughs> yeah, I did I did know that. I didn't know it was specifically Steven Tyler, but um I learned more and more about especially like in the basically in the, the the whole music industry like especially back in the day like where they were just doing some terrible shit. Like there's so much yeah. controversy around. If you look into like John Lennon, I recently found out this Eric Clapton mm. is a piece of shit. Um that guy fucking sucks. Yeah, what, what's going on? With, I I know some of the stuff about Lennon uh, um, that we kind of choose to collectively ignore, but I didn't. I don't know about Clapton. I know his son died, so I kind of thought we were just giving him a break. Nope, not at all. I am glad he opened that, left that window open. Oh <laughs> Jesus Christ! Just all right. So basically, I, I, I'm gonna have to look it up because I did do some. I I did kind of f- f- do some digging to find out, but uh, basically the gist of it is: first off, he's super fucking racist openly, um, oh. and uh, basically now he's like very right wing too. Um, so he's one of these people. Uh, I I found out about this because he basically said that he refuses to do uh, concerts. He'll refuse to do a concert for people that uh, require like you show your vaccination card. So I was like, okay, well this guy is obviously like cool. not a not a great dude. Um, <laughs> and then and then some of my friends were talking about like, oh yeah, Eric Clapton's always been a piece of shit. And I'm like, really? But yeah, he he'll just like go on stage and say the n word and yeah, look it up. Like it's it's not what? good. He's, yeah, he's had his own Kramer incidents, but nobody seems to care about it. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Probably probably because I would wager that most people don't give a shit about Eric Clapton anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would wager. <laughs> I would too. I would say so, yeah. I mean, that doesn't make it okay, but in the same <laughs> sense, I don't I don't think we really give too much of a shit about him anymore. 
yeah, waiting for him to time. fall out a window. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I do fucking hate that song, though, so much. I hate that fucking song. I do, too. Yeah. Like, you couldn't write a better song for your dead son. You had yeah. to write this piece of shit. <laughs> and that's only one of his minor transgressions. <laughs> yeah, just, just one of many. Um, <laughs> anyways. Uh, well, how you been, man? I've been pretty good, man. Been uh, been super busy. Um, yeah, that's why we haven't gotten together, and uh, it's been a month. Yeah, we the, are we yeah. recorded the last episode we did was the Lake Podcast, the Fourth of July special, um, Friendependence Day. Did you like that, by the way? Uh, yeah, I did. It did make me <laughs> chuckle. Um, yeah, that was super fun. Um, and uh, yeah, how did did you have a good time? Did you did you like it? How did you enjoy your first uh, lake house experience? I did. I did. It was uh it was it was really fun. We had a good time. Um it was super cool. Um got on with your friends pretty well. So I was talking to Char about that, but those are all your work friends, right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I can tell. Um oh, yeah. I I got on with everybody really really well. Everybody was super cool. Um you know, I, I, I like Nick. I really do like talking to Nick. He he's he is very similar to you. Like mm-hmm. he like even me and him had a very similar sense of humor, <laughs> um, but it is funny now, like meeting your work friends now, and then like meeting some of the friends that you like grew up with. I see the the duality of Mitch a lot more. Oh, interesting. What do you mean by that? It's like <laughs> the friends that you grew up with, I would have been friends with. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. Like okay. those friends that I've met. Also, shout out to Tyler. I don't. Me and him have been talking a lot. I don't know if you know that. I don't know if he's ever brought that up to you, because he's putting out a book. Oh, are you, you mean you mean Tanner? Oh, Tanner, <laughs> Tyler. Sorry, I know it's Tanner. Awkward. Yeah, I didn't do that. Yeah, no, uh, I was t- actually going to talk about that. I ordered his book on Amazon. I haven't gotten it yet, but um, yeah. So you did you like proofread it? Is that what you did? I gave it a read through. Like yeah. he. Um, he he posted on Facebook that he was uh, that he was gonna be like putting out a book and I was and I think I I think I just texted or no I think I just commented on it on Facebook and I was like that's super cool you know congrats and uh, he was like well hey do you want to proofread it and I'm like I'm not good at that <laughs> um, I basically said like look I'm not good with grammar or spelling because we started talking about creative writing and I, and I told him, it's like, well, I did a lot of writing and I still write from time to time. And he was like, Oh, okay. Well, we'll proofread it. And I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. Uh, I, I just write. I'm not, I'm not a good writer. I just write. I said, but if you wanted somebody to read it and check it out and give you like an overall impression, I'm your guy. So we did that. And, uh, yeah, it was really fucking good. Like I, I, and I was, I was pretty honest. I told him, I said at first, I did not think this was a good idea, um, but it grew on me, and it's really good, and I really like the way you did it. And uh, yeah, we talked a little bit, and now he's got the thing out, and I, I think I think I changed one letter in the book, so I want some royalties, baby. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I, I will have to keep that in mind. Yeah, credits. Um, but no, that's funny. I actually had written that down. One of the things I wanted to talk about, I wanted to shout out Tanner's book. Um, so for all of our four listeners, uh, go on Amazon right now. Uh, book called Tanner. Uh, book called Missing Pieces by Tanner McCarty. 
buy you can buy the paperback for like six dollars like fucking do it that's awesome yeah um, super and and i will be buying it tanner i just i need to get a new debit card my debit card's <laughs> expired so i can't buy anything right excuses. now excuses so. um yeah <laughs> i'll buy 12 um yeah no that's super cool um what else did we do um okay so basically since last time we talked i also went to another lake house uh erica's family was in town uh visiting from arizona so i pretty much spent all last weekend last weekend was insane my brother got married i was the best man that was a blast and then we woke up the very next morning super early and went to another lake house for like uh, i was there pretty much all of sunday and monday um that one wasn't as cool because Erica's family was there and, uh, you know, I get along with them just fine, but it wasn't like <laughs> as amazing as the previous lake house. Um, and I kind of felt weird about getting as drunk as I did at the first lake house. So I didn't. Um, so that was a bummer. Um, right. Right. Yeah. Then what? Oh yeah. Fuck. I went to two concerts since the last time we talked. I went to oh, see, yeah. yeah, I went to see Jimmy Buffett. Um, right. Amazing show. Um, I went with pistol. Um, and then I also went to see Sticks with my dad. So that was both awesome shows in their own way. Um, so yeah, man, that's pretty much what I've been up to. Just a whole lot of, lot of fun stuff, summer stuff. It's been too long. I've been, didn't get to do anything last summer. So I'm making up for it this summer, you know? Yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like it. Um, yeah, very different sphere over here. I've just been dealing with <laughs> fucking adult bullshit. Um, over and over again but uh it's kept me busy um i've been really introspective lately interesting yeah i actually kind of had a rough patch there for a while did mentally you? yeah i had to do a lot of like parsing out stuff kind of getting back into okay what's going on you know doing that um so that's that's taken up a lot of my mental capacity and emotional fortitude so it probably worked out that we didn't do the podcast for a while because i don't know how it would have been i don't know how it would have been on the podcast probably would have been awkward for everybody pretty pretty, pretty negative um, yeah no man, yeah i, I would have been pretty negative I I, I I like to get into the awkward stuff so when you say like introspective are you kind of just talking about like um examining your life and where it should be versus where it is um or are you questioning existence because I, I do this shit all the time <laughs> no i think i think it's more like when i say being introspective you know I, I i i mean i do mean just looking inward but i think more just asking the questions like why do i feel this way hmm. what is making me act this way um you know for a good while there like i actually i had to talk to um my boss at work about it um because i was apparently being a jerk at work and i didn't really know until i had a conversation with charlotte and i was like oh that's why it's been so weird lately so mm -hmm. i you know i talked to her about it and we had a we had a good heart to heart and you know i apologized for everything and you know she explained she understood she was like i just kind of giving you a minute um very weird because i think you would attest to i'm not like that mm -hmm. um i would like to think most people would be like oh, it's weird that you were an asshole at work um i would i would i would categorize that as out of character so yeah. i had to start to digest as to okay why have i been being an asshole and what's wrong mm -hmm. um but that takes a lot of work takes a lot of work when you live your life and you know like i was just in a rut where it was just like i hated getting out of bed i did not want to go to work i barely even wanted to come home and deal with you know it's like well i don't want to do this i don't want to do that and you know it's i you don't even realize it's happening 
until finally something clicks and you're like, oh, I'm fucking depressed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I had to kind of sit and like parse it out and take a lot of, you know, that. I mean, that is one reason why I haven't really gone out and done a lot. Um, I had to sit in a quiet room and just think. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is bothering me? Um, so I think a lot of progress there. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty weird for a while. So that's kind of been my journey Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> in the, in the past month, but yeah. things seem to, things seem to be, I got a lot of perspective on things, so I'm, I'm feeling better and I'm just hoping I can, um, you know, not repeat it again. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, to me, what it's all about is when you get that perspective, the whole goal is you recognize when you start to become an asshole and can can stop yourself from being such right no and i think i think that's super cool man um it's not super fun to kind of sit with the reality of things uh but i think it's super important for growth um to understand like okay why why are things like this how do i want them to be um what can i do to make this happen um yeah Yeah. so yeah no anyways yes mitch i am aghast that we have gone this long without getting into what you drinking i mean i've been drinking but yeah you've been drinking i've been drinking coffee but here we go now's the segment i actually have to go get my beer in a glass so okay sounds kick it off (laughs) cool i have been drinking um so this is pretty cool my my buddy nick went to uh wisconsin um and apparently they have this beer there that you can only get in Wisconsin. You have to go there to like the brewery, um, and it's pretty popular. Um, it's called Spotted Cow by New Glarus Brewing Company. Actually, I don't know if you've seen um, the uh, the Ubecha guy. He has a he has a, a video where he like reviews this and he like trashes it. But ever since I saw that video, I'm like, oh, I should probably try that beer. But then it turned out that like Nick was going to Wisconsin and he he offered. He was just like, hey, you want me to get some spotted cow? I'm like, hell yeah, I do. Um, so it's like, it's one of those things that like, it's kind of hard. It's super hard to get, which makes it taste better, but not really. Because my honest opinion is, so it's a Hefeweizen, which I'm not a huge fan of, but it's like a German beer. Um, I think it's like a wheat beer. Um, it's pretty good for a wheat beer, but it's also kind of like, as much as this is hyped up, like... It's a huge letdown. <laughs> That's fair. Maybe overhyped a bit. I really like those wheat beers, so I'd probably fuck with it. But yeah, we talked about it at the lake house, actually. Oh, um, did we? Yeah. You okay. guys were talking about it then. I'm going to free. I have a gnat. I'm going to flip the fuck out. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Um, so so just, just okay. Maybe a little bit overhyped. Yeah, it's just okay. Definitely overhyped. But, um, I mean, it's good. It's good. It's not like... it. it, it it, it tastes pretty, uh, you can definitely taste the wheat in it, but that is about it. Um, mm. And I would drink it again for sure, but I'm not going to drive to Wisconsin to do it. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Um, all what right. about you? I am coming with us today on a different side of the coin. I think I've had one of these on the podcast, but I couldn't remember, but I kind of wanted to go back and try it again because here lately I haven't really been trying a whole lot of dark beer. Uh, but I picked up one uh, Yingling's uh, Black and Tan, Ooh. which we uh, you were on record as to not liking Black and Tans. Yeah, I don't love it. Um, this is somewhat of a, of a travesty to an actual Black and Tan. However, it's easier. Um but yeah, what I is wanted... an actual black and tan? 
Isn't it where you just mix Guinness and like a light beer or something? Well, it's any. That hit me a little bit weird. I'm gonna have to go back into that. Um, I haven't drank a dark beer in a while. Um, it's any stout and any uh, light beer. So basically, mm, okay. you, but you mix them. So you basically like just do, um, mainly the stout or dark beer, and then just a little bit on top of the the lighter beer like Mm -hmm. my favorite combination is guinness and blue moon that's my favorite combination oh yeah okay um but you know when you do it normally like as you can tell this is just black yeah (laughs) this is just dark um whereas when you do it like in person in the right way you actually have it layered and yeah i really really like black and tans um ever since i learned about them in the beer i learned about them from my jazz class um because duke ellington wrote a song uh called black and tan and it was about they it's what they used to call like integrated clubs where people would actually dance that were white and black they would call them Hmm. a black and tan club then the beer and then we talked about it in jazz class and i'm like oh i should do that i should try that and ever since then i've been really into them because they are actually really good so when you say like layers, does it actually layer? I didn't think you could do that with just two beers. I mean, I'm assuming like a stout is a little bit thicker than a light beer, so yeah, I guess it, will. it makes sense. I've just never seen it. Well, like, it's like uh, you know, you know, like how people will layer stuff even in like a shot with like a, a spoon or a bar mm-hmm. spoon. Yeah, as long as yeah. if you do it that way, yeah. Remember, okay. like when you did try it, it will eventually mix. I won't say that way, but when you first do it, yeah, it will it will layer for you. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I think you. I, I remember. I think you. Ta- you might have taught me how to layer because I was really. I went through this phase where I was like super into flaming Dr. Peppers, mm-hmm. <laughs> which mm-hmm. is like so embarrassing. But I couldn't get the 151 to stay on top. <laughs> you got to do a spoon. Yeah, got to yeah. do. Got to do a spoon. Um. This is this is actually better than I do remember it being. I remember like really criticizing this when I first had it the first few times. Honestly, it's really good. It's scratching my dark beer itch. A little bit heavy at noon on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> it kind of hurt my tummy a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> it is pretty good. I got normal yingling as a backup. So. All right, good, good. <laughs> All right, Mitch, we have caught up. I'm feeling a little bit loose. I got some beer in me. Yeah. Uh, now, now, now it's feeling like home. Now, yeah. now we, now we back in the seat. Um, I think we're we're back in the saddle. You could say that. Yeah, or you know. Um, <laughs> Um, so what I'm thinking is I do have a topic and I kept it kind of secretive, Mm -hmm. which is actually kind of foreshadowing because this is also kind of secretive. Um, Mitch today, I want to plan a heist. All righty. I love heist movies. You know me so well. (laughs) Exactly. And here's why. So I have been listening to this podcast called Cheat. It's fucking awesome. Everyone go check it out. I mean, it has the best narrator ever. I I don't, I can for the life of me never remember this guy's name, but he's fucking rad. He's so cool. Um, but anyways, cheat is all about that people who cheat, whether it be in sports, whether it be like Hmm. in their careers. Um, uh, for example, they talked about, um, they talked about, uh, uh, you remember the Ashley Madison thing when that happened? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They talked about that. Um, they also talked about there's a there's uh, this b- 
boxing match where this guy uh, fucking took out the padding in his boxing glove. Oh. It put fucking plaster in it. Oh my God, that's awesome. And almost killed a guy. Um, Jesus. So he talks about that. So, But what I found is consistent, typically, it's almost always about money. There's Money tends to be at the root of it. Mm-hmm. And I got to thinking, I'm like, we should, we should plan a heist. We should do some of these. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through some of the examples that I have. And, and we're going to talk about them a little bit, and then we're going to come up with our heist, and we're going to plan a heist. Okay. Sounds good. I'm totally on board. <laughs> okay. All right. So the first, and this is all from the podcast cheat. I do want to say I'm absolutely just ripping off all of these stories from them <laughs> and have done well, no research. Yeah, we'll have to go. Uh, I'm going to subscribe to that right now. Um, and uh, yeah, listeners, you subscribe to that too. Uh, turn off this podcast. Turn on that podcast. Yeah, go listen better. to a much better podcast. <laughs> Um, okay, so here's here's some of the ones that kind of that kind of kick this idea into high gear for me. So there was one episode where they talked about this guy who came onto the fine wine scene in California, just came out of nowhere, and um, he started to put on these shows where he was selling these like incredibly rare bottles of wine, like bottles of wine that you just can't find. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the um, brewers, I don't know what you call people that make wine. Uh, I should know this, but I don't. A winist. Let's call him a winist. Yeah, we'll do that, yeah. One of these winers uh, (laughs) who who, um, actually was part of the family. uh, Why am I blanking on what the uh, vineyard? The vineyard. Mm-hmm. that that made this 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 wine he was part of that family and he knew that it was fake from my recollection because i think he got the year wrong or he knew every other bottle was accounted for for that year mm, okay. and he knew that that guy did not have one so he started to look into the guy um and started he he basically befriended this guy went basically undercover and then and started to compile all this evidence about him faking these bottles of wine okay and then the fbi got involved because that's how much money this guy was making and then he became a a part of this like fbi sting on this guy's making and selling so basically the reason i like this one is because this guy in his home was basically brewing toilet wine and selling the (laughs) bottle for hundreds of thousands of dollars wow because he would recreate the label he would like age corks like burn up corks same with the labels and just like passed off all these these fake bottles of wine and it was just toilet wine but mm-hmm. to a point where he would take different wines and actually mix them all together based on the tasting notes to actually try to recreate what that wine's supposed to taste like oh gotcha once again proving the wine is bullshit yeah yeah definitely <laughs> but this dude made hunt like millions of dollars off this and had to get taken down by the FBI. Yeah. Some of my favorite videos are people that like, and you've probably seen these. I went down this YouTube rabbit hole that I'm positive you've seen, where people that like know a lot about like 
fancy liquors and wines and beers will like sample them and like compare like a super expensive wine to like a shitty wine and they'll be like you know what i think i like the shitty wine better like <laughs> yeah yeah um it just it just totally calls out like especially that industry um it's all over the place like yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah no I, I i wholeheartedly agree and that's what was so interesting and a big thing in the episode is they really did talk about like clearly there's more here than just the wine they're not buying mm. the wine because they're going to enjoy it they're buying it because it's expensive yeah exactly so that's one example now i have another example basically the same thing kind of happened but it was with art as with paintings but this one's kind of a little bit more interesting in the sense where once again this woman just kind of came onto the scene all of a sudden had this rare painting that nobody had ever you know fucking seen um only knew about in theory well, once again, after she was able, you know, after people really started digging, she literally hired a dude off the street in New York to recreate all these famous paintings. Like, just I some, think I know about this one a little bit. I don't know if this is the same story, uh-huh. but I saw like a Vice video where they interviewed this like British guy who like studied art so much that he could recreate um, like paintings, and then he basically just sold them. Like he sold counterfeit art, and he got arrested for it. But this was in England, so it's probably not the same story. I don't think it's the same story, but the same general idea. I think yeah. what's this one in particular what really killed me is just that it was just a, like a like an Asian street artist in New York. <laughs> who was just that fucking good and yeah. she just hired him to do that and just create all these paintings but he didn't know that was what was happening uh, okay he just thought he was making intentionally like recreating these for a reason he didn't realize they were being sold off as originals that's a really good episode too yeah no that's awesome so that's going to bring us to my my last example but my favorite example and it involves who wants to be a millionaire oh <gasps> Okay, continue. I think I might know what you're talking about, but go ahead. You may. So this episode is about who wants to be a millionaire, and it actually was the English who wants to be a millionaire before it came over to America. So there was this there was this family that was really into these type of shows and, and into game shows. And actually, uh, I think a couple members of the family had actually already been on the show. They were actually working on publishing a book to, like, give people tips and stuff about being on the show. Kind of help them prepare to be on it. Mm. Um, which, that alone, kind of sounds like cheating, but whatever. Um, so, they, like, train up their dad, who's, like, this ex-military captain. And they um, they basically train him up with all these, like, tips and techniques and, you know, this, that, and the other to go on the show. Well, he goes on the show, they do the first taping of the episode that he's on, and he just sucks. Not doing good at all. Just just the crew basically knew they weren't, he he wasn't going to make it far into the next day. Because apparently they do it in days. I I never knew that. So apparently they have to kind of tape in days. And the crew has to constantly kind of be ready for when they inevitably get that question wrong. They have to have... Yeah, I mean, you've seen Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. You remember somebody fucks it up, they leave, and then they bring a new person on. And it would just roll into various episodes. So they pretty much know that he'll probably maybe get a few more right the next day, but he won't make it very far. So cut to the next day. He starts getting everything right. Starts killing it. In fact, he does so well, 
he goes on to win the million dollars and nobody knew what happened (laughs) the crews were like what is going on like it made no sense to them like you know they've done this show for for you know a long ass time and have never seen anybody turn around that quickly Mm -hmm. and actually make it through well then come to find out one of the crew members kind of uh, approaches one of the production managers and is like so there's something weird on the tape and they're like okay you hear coughing yeah from the audience and they're like okay so they start to review and what they notice is like basically what he would do is he would read through he, he would get the question read to him with all the answers so what he would do is start to talk out loud so he'd be like mm, a google I don't think it's A. I don't think it's B. I think it might be C. And then you would start to hear coughs during this. Uh-huh. And that's when they started to piece it together that the guy coughed. And this went to court, by the way, which is hilarious. Yeah, no kidding. Because I don't. Do you remember the the English judge for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? That guy. I think he also. I want to say he also hosted a Who's Line in the beginning. I oh, think it's man. the same guy. I don't guy. remember that. Um. He's a really funny guy, but he he told a really funny story about being in a you know a magistrate you know in a in a in a court you know talking about oh because the magistrate when they were in court he would be like is that your final answer like to the guy <laughs> super funny um but it but it was actually another contestant on the show that was just sitting in the audience but they had never met up until this point mm. so they went to court I think they had to give the money back. I mean, they're they're absolutely like villicized in in English culture now. <laughs> like people fucking hate this family now because they cheated. Um, but they, I don't, I don't think it ever actually got proved they cheated. So it's kind of like in a gray area. Yeah, yeah. But I was really into this episode. I really liked it. So with these examples in mind, Mitch, what are we gonna do? What's our payday, dude? What is our quick payday? Oh man. <laughs> I have a couple ideas to get us started because I'm I'm throwing this one at you, so I know you you know it probably wouldn't have anything in your back pocket. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you are so wrong. Let me get out my book here. <laughs> I got the list right here. <laughs> uh, no. All right. Continue. Yeah. What's your yeah? Get us get us started. Kickstart us. Okay. So I kind of like the idea of ripping off a game show because you're not really hurting anybody. Yeah. You're not yeah. really stealing anything from anybody. You're not like. You're passing something off that isn't real you know it feels a little bit more you know you're, you're kind of just cheating the system so mm-hmm. to speak you know what i mean you're kind of that shitty guy at monopoly monopoly who will take another hundred or whatever you know yeah it's <laughs> is what it is so i was thinking about the show supermarket sweep which was one of my favorite shows as a child <laughs> and i'm pretty sure they rebooted it by the way so i think we actually have a chance to be on this show Okay, so here's what we do. We get invited to be on Supermarket Sweep. Okay, so remind me what I I've, what is Supermarket Sweep again? What's the objective? Oh, remember, like, so th- it takes place in a grocery store uh, or a supermarket. That makes sense. <laughs> Dare I say? <laughs> um, and basically, there would be all these challenges, like, um, like. 
I don't know, they would show like a label of a product or something and they'd be like, what is this product? Go find it. And you have to take your cart and run around the grocery store and then, you know, find it (laughs) and then rice back. Um, It would be like kind of challenges associated with that, either like how well you know brands or like, um, I think one of the last challenges was like you would have like I think like these riddles that you would have to answer and then go find that product and that would give you the next clue for the next product and your goal is to do so many in so many seconds or whatever. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. That was supermarket sweet. Gotcha. Um, But here's my plan. We get on the show, all right, the night before, okay, we break into the set. We go map out that entire grocery store. We, we we have charts going, you know what I'm saying? We, like, color code the whole fucking thing, you know, so we know where everything's at. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because half the show is them just running around in a fucking circle. Where True is that. this? Where is this? Where is this? <laughs> Not us, baby. We memorize the maps. We know yeah. where everything is. <laughs> or we just, like, I don't know, we could take, like, baby oil and, like, grease down an aisle so we just don't go to that aisle, and everybody who goes down that aisle just fucking falls and breaks their neck. <laughs> That's a very Mario Kart idea. Um, <laughs> oh, God, I am like a cartoon villain. Yeah, you really are. Okay, so how do you suppose we break into this without getting caught? <laughs> uh, better yet, better yet. Okay, better yet. Better yet. We get our wives to break in. Because guess who does all the shopping? I know it's not you. I know it's not you. It ain't me. Nope, nope. <laughs> Erica and Charlotte, they know grocery stores. They know what's yeah. going on. They break in there. They do their little thing. You know how detailed Erica would have it on like colored stationery and shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally. Well, okay. So here we, we, okay. So full disclosure, we get most of our groceries from the Walmart app. So it just saves so much time. We just have, we just put in what we need in the app and we go pick it up. So somebody working at Walmart picks up all of our groceries for us there are also um apps dedicated to that now where people just bring you groceries i can't remember what it's called um but we what if we hire someone that is like a freelancer for an app that already has a pretty good idea that's all they do for a living get groceries for people we could we could Mm. have have we could hire someone that works for one of those companies to come in and you know pay us you know we'll give them a fee a finder's fee Mm. (laughs) uh yeah i'm liking this this sounds more logical because that way we can cheat and if we get caught or you know the and if it doesn't work out we have a backup plan the backup plan is you do this for a living you're kind of going to be good at this (laughs) that's a good point oh so you're saying we hire them and put them on the show get them on the show exactly yeah shit that is a good idea that way and then also it can't get tied back to us like i don't know who that person is just deny everything oh i like that (laughs) so then we i still want to break into a grocery store though can we keep that in the plan for sure oh you know what i was thinking uh so I've, i've had this thought ever since i was a kid um have you ever just like been in walmart and just had this thought like I bet if I hang out in the bathroom until they close, I could just like have free reign in this place. Like after everybody leaves, what if that's what we do? Hang out in the bathroom of the studio, <laughs> closing time. Everybody leaves. We come out of the bathroom. We're we're already in. You didn't have to break in. <laughs> have you have you ever seen those like twenty four hour challenge videos? Like that's totally a thing on YouTube. Like people hide out in Walmart for twenty four hours. 
No, I have not seen that. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean wildly illegal, but definitely yeah. on YouTube, not because it's yeah. fucking YouTube. Yeah, um, exactly. But oh, sidebar. Um, yeah, it's not a bad idea. I, sidebar. I got kicked out of a Walmart one time. Um, oh, <laughs> so do, here's do my tell. story. Um, I was in high school and there's nothing else to do in Wabash except for hang out with your friends either at their house or go somewhere. A lot of the times the place you go is Walmart. Like, I don't know what else, what else we're going to do. Right. Um, and not necessarily trying to get kicked out. We're not doing anything illegal. I'm not stealing anything or vandalizing anything. But we made up this game called Shadow Walking where you try to get from one side of the store to the other without anybody seeing you and you use the honor system like Mm. you know if someone is close to you you kind of have to be stealthy about it um so and then as soon as somebody sees you you have to go back to the other side of the store and start over that's all we're doing it's a stupid game i admit but i was in high school um but (laughs) it's it's pretty clever it doesn't hurt nobody it doesn't hurt anybody exactly but it doesn't look like that on cameras all the camera sees is three or four dudes walking around walmart trying to be you know sneaky like it's super suspicious so yeah we got approached by someone like hey what are you doing we're like oh we're just shopping (laughs) no we've been watching you on camera um you guys are are up to something and you should probably leave like okay (laughs) i mean did you tell them like well we're playing a game no, we didn't. We didn't tell him. We we we. we Were you too embarrassed that it was? I was game. too embarrassed. I was like, "This is the real answer. Is just as stupid." <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I'd rather tell them I was trying to steal something. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Anyways, back to the episode. All right, we are back in the saddle again. Uh, uh. <laughs> so anyway, I'm, I'm going to beat this dead horse. Um, Okay, I had another idea of something we could incorporate. Okay, okay. Um, so did you know you can just go to a store and buy a cop outfit, like the same exact ones that policemen actually wear? Um, yeah, I mean, they're pretty easy. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had no idea. I found out because uh, I was hanging out with my brother, and he needed to come to Fort Wayne because um, he's an EMT, and he needed to buy, like, they have the special pants they need to buy that have all sorts of pockets and stuff in them. Right. And he's like, yeah, I need to go to this, like, specialty store in Fort Wayne and pick up these pants. And while, it, you know, since he was here, I would just went with him. Uh, I walked into the store and didn't know the store even existed, but it's just, like, fireman uniforms, policeman uniforms, post office uniforms, literally any form of like government employee, you can just buy their uniform. You can just walk into a store. Now the thing is like the the reason it's legal to like even have a store like that, how they operate is the, you have to like have the proper paperwork for them to sew on, like to purchase the right badges and stuff. Um, so that's kind of what may hold us back. We're not going to be, you know, 100% official because we don't have the paperwork to buy the badges. But, or the patches that they sew on, but who who's really looking out for that? So no, I, I just thought that was funny because as soon as I walked into that store, I was like, huh, you can buy a cop uniform as a civilian. I will have to tuck that away for future <laughs> for future nonsense. <laughs> and I've always I've always kept that in my back pocket. I'm like, if I ever need to impersonate a cop, it's so easy. <laughs> um, no, I kind of like this idea. Well, I'm thinking, look, let's just find the paperwork. Get online. It's probably yeah. fucking online. Yeah. You know how to use <laughs> some Adobe, I'm pretty sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Fucking let's get on there and forge the paperwork. 
let's do it then. Make if we're gonna do it, go all out. Go all out. <laughs> this is totally obtainable. Um, While I was at this store, I like was this close to buying a uh, post office hat, like the USPS <laughs> official hats. And it, it, the only reason I did it is because it was like twenty five bucks. My brother was like, "Why would you do that? It's so stupid." I was like, "But that's the reason." Because who is wearing a USPS hat? <laughs> like a ball cap? Just when you go out, I just want to go out, hang out at a bar, wear a USPS hat. Be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> That that actually yeah you should have done that. I wonder if they would have let you like. Can I? I just want the hat. Like I'm not. I just think it's a cool like, hat. like how far am I gonna get with a hat? You know what I mean? Like exactly. Yeah. Just let me have the hat. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they would have. I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. <laughs> All right. So right now our plan is to either uh, hire uh, some grocery store employees to really cheat the system on supermarket sweep to play the game for us. Um, uh, buy forged paperwork to buy government uniforms in order to sneak in. I think the post office one actually might be the best. We can go in there and steal all the mail, steal all the money. Mm-hmm. That kind of feels yeah. like we're stealing from everyday people, so that one feels a little bit shittier. Um, yeah. <laughs> we could dress up as cops. Um, I don't know what we would get away with with that. You could get away with anything. Apparently, <laughs> that's the point. You can just be like, you can just go w- stroll in to uh, the post office and be like, "Hey, I'm a cop. I need to look at your your file room." And then you just have you, you have access to everyone's mail. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that would accomplish, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, I did have one more I wanted to talk about, and I thought this one might be good. So there's another game right. show that I like that I don't really know why I like it, but goddamn. Every time it was on, I'd be sitting there with me and my mom, and we watch it. And I kind of, I kind of really like it. It's called Deal or No Deal. Oh, I'm very familiar. Yeah, kind of like <laughs> Deal or No Deal. Maybe it was the scantily clad bikini women. Not sure. Yep. Um, anything to offset Howie Mandel and that monstrosity of a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. <laughs> so I had a couple thoughts with Deal or No Deal. All right. So we're on the show. It's me and you. We're on the show. You know what I mean? We're we're uh, mm-hmm. maybe they're doing like a uh, uh, shitty Midwestern podcast episode, so they just have people yeah. with shitty Midwestern podcasts on. <laughs> sure. Uh, so we go on as a team naturally. All right, so we play the game fairly normally, okay? So we're you know we're 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 actually trying, okay? Then when they do that little bit where the banker calls, Howie's on the phone. Okay, we just throw garbage at Howie Mandel, like we we've stored <laughs> garbage in our pants. So then we just start ripping out bags of trash and just like throwing garbage at him. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, he's yeah. a germaphobe. I don't know if you know that. I did know that. Okay. Yeah. So we just throw <laughs> garbage at him. Okay. He's going to flip out. We run up. Uh, those ladies are sexy, but that's about it, right? Like, I, we yeah. can probably punch them in the face and get Definitely. what we want. We just start punching these bottles <laughs> and we steal all the briefcases and we, and we jive out of there. <laughs> Um, that was one plan. My second That's plan. It? That's your plan. Oh, I thought you. I thought there was more to that. Okay, <laughs> just throw trash and steal the cases. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> second plan. Um, by the way, sidebar. Did you know that um, Meghan Markle, Princess Meghan, was one of the ladies that holds the briefcases on Deal Deal or No Deal? Uh, who? Meghan Markle, like Prince Harry's wife. Oh. The ex-princess. No. Yeah, she was. Oh. <laughs> 
Because I didn't, I, I, I didn't know Spooky. she was an actress at all. She's really cute. Yeah. But me and Erica started watching this uh, show on Amazon called Suits. Um, it's basically just about a bunch of lawyers that are oh god shit. Yeah, that show <laughs> sucks. Dude, I am obsessed with that show right now. I think it's so good. Um, didn't it come out on USA? Uh, I don't actually know. I, I have, I've, I, I'm, I'm casting a pretty heavy stone. I used to watch a lot of you. A lot of shows on USA. Do you remember that show that about the like the doctor that like moves out to like L.A. and he's like a doctor for like rich people? No, yeah, I don't think I do. It wasn't good. I've never seen it, but I was okay. kind of into it. But go ahead, sorry. But well, the, okay. So the reason I first I, the reason I like this show is because first off, Meghan Markle is starring in it. She's like the leading lady. Oh, um, and there's a couple like sex scenes, which is like okay. Didn't never thought I would see. <laughs> okay. Never thought I would, <laughs> never thought I would see a princess royalty in a sex scene in a subpar TV show. Uh, so that's interesting. Um, but also like the story is kind of cool because it's basically just about this guy that um, like is kicked out of Harvard, but he winds up getting a job as a lawyer. And the whole show is about him like just trying to hide the fact that he's not actually a lawyer and. Uh, it's kind of like Breaking Bad, but not as exciting. And featuring <laughs> right. <laughs> featuring a bunch of like rich dudes in t- suits. So <laughs> right, right, right. So anyway, that's my that's my little tangent about Meghan Markle trying to tying trying to tie that into Deal or No Deal. <laughs> uh, no, that's super interesting. I didn't know that, but this does lead me to the second plan I had, which I think is a better plan. Okay, here's what we do: we infiltrate. Okay, you go on the show. Okay. I infiltrate about a week earlier, okay? I go down there, okay? I just, you know, actually, my bad. Hold on. Back up a second. I leave Charlotte to the wind. I tell her I'm leaving her. I tell her. I don't tell her why, okay? (laughs) I go to L.A., all right? This is like a year plan, okay? Mm -hmm. First, you got to get on the show. Uh, Then I'll, I'll leave my wife. I'll go to L.A., all right? I'll become enveloped in the scene, okay? Maybe I, like, figure out a way to become, like, a producer, right? So I start chatting with all these actresses, all these models, okay? I find one mm-hmm. that has a deal or no deal gig, okay? I seduce mm-hmm. her, okay? You know what I mean? She becomes my new wife. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I've got two <laughs> marriages now, okay? Legally, you can't do that, but I did. I've changed my identity. I'm a completely different person. <laughs> I seduce this person. I marry her. All right, I convince her to tell me where they put the million dollars, and then I pass it along to you. Okay. Well, here's one potential plot hole. Do the do the do the women that hold the briefcases actually know which one has the million dollars? Maybe only one of them. Maybe the one that has you know the the million dollar case is the only one that knows, and everybody else is like, I don't know. Um, so I think that means you would have to seduce all of them. You know, I'm willing to fall on this grenade for us, buddy. You would have to legally marry 30 women just to cover our bases. I can make it work. I can make it work. I've done. I've done worse. I've done a lot more for a lot less. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, uh, that's all I had. Th- those were my plans that I, I. And then also, just for fun, I think you need to fuck Howie Mandel. I think like. Oh wait, <laughs> we're doing this all wrong. I go down a year before I seduce Howie Mandel. I'm on the red carpet. We're gonna get married, and eventually, I'm like, Howie, you don't love me. Just tell me who how they pick the case. And then finally, <laughs> he breaks down, sobbing. 
Uh, he tells me, I throw garbage on him, I run out of the house, I go to a payphone, <laughs> I call you, I tell you what the case is, and then, you know, he's like, that's weird, and then you go on and you win a million dollars. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the weird part about you marrying a straight man. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think he's gay. <laughs> no, he's definitely not. He's. I've actually heard him on a couple podcasts, and he's not a terrible guy, so no. uh, I'm not throwing shade. He's like a, he's a kind of respected comedian, too, so I don't personally think he's an amazing comedian, but people that, comedians respect him as a comedian, which is fine by me. <laughs> yeah, and I called him a monstrosity of a person just because I think he's fucking ugly. Like I, Definitely. He's yeah. not eye candy. <laughs> And he's very strange, but I don't mm-hmm. think he's a bad guy. Um, right. <laughs> but I will destroy his life just, for a million dollars. Just want to put that on the record. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we're yeah. not going after Howie Mandel, but I will crush him. Um, Unless you mean sexually, we're going after Howie Mandel. Uh, yeah, sexually, I will. I mean, I got to turn a straight guy gay. <laughs> Which you've done before. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm probably going to have to get hit the streets and just get some techniques down. You know what I mean? I'm gonna have to really figure stuff out to really to really pull this off. Well, I have full faith in you. I believe you can. <laughs> you can do this for us. Because I ain't. Um, no, this I will say that this plan was kind of inspired by True Detective because me and Charlotte started watching True Detective, and oh, okay. uh, in the first season, have you seen True Detective? Uh, I saw the first season. I didn't see the second one. I think I watched the f- first episode of the second season, but I could tell I wouldn't like it as much. Uh, this Basically, from my understanding, the first one is a show beyond any... I, I actually think that first season of True Detective is probably like the greatest mm-hmm. show ever. Um, really good. I, I've watched it like three times through now. Um, it is bordering on flawless. Yeah. Um, but anyways... Uh, yeah, the first one's incredible. The second season is pretty much the worst season, but apparently the third season is really, really good. And we just started the third season. I, I don't know if it's quite the same, but it's comparable. Uh, we've really enjoyed the third season so far. Um, mm-hmm. So it is the third season is definitely a lot who better. Did they, who did they get? Who's in it, the third season? Oh, it's... um Oh, God. I, I'm going to go ahead and Google it. Um True. I think that's the reason I didn't really watch the second season because I was like, "Oh, Matthew McConaughey's not in this. I don't really care." <laughs> yeah, but and but John Travolta is. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he shows up. <laughs> um. Anyways, the part in True Detective when he goes uh, undercover uh, is the greatest, and mm-hmm. I just want to go undercover. So that was <laughs> yeah. I figured I could move to L.A., change my life, you know, and uh, seduce a bunch of famous models to. Uh, figure out which case is the right case in deal or no deal yeah man yeah i think i'm gonna add going undercover to my bucket list like (laughs) i want to do that before i die i don't i've never had a reason to (laughs) hopefully something pops up (laughs) i've never had a reason to it just it just hasn't you know it just hasn't happened for me yet it hasn't come up naturally so i don't want to force it I, I think I would be good at going undercover. I think I'd be a little bit too good at going undercover. You'd be you'd be one of those like uh uh what's that Al Pacino movie where he totally like loses who he is oh, as a Ser- person? That would be you. Serpico. Serpico. Yeah, you'd be Serpico. You'd just lose your mind. You'd go completely crazy. Uh you'd be so deep into this character. Yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly what would happen. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, um, that's really all I had. Maybe a fun game to play with your friends while you're drunk is uh, playing a heist together. 
um, yeah. and, uh, and see what we could do. Um, we're not super long, so I guess I'll throw this on the tail end. We, I, I did this because I thought I knew you would like it. Um, but I do know how much you love heist movies. So I kind of wanted to talk about, it might be hard to figure out, but like, what is your favorite heist movie? Oh man. Um, probably. And it's a movie that doesn't get enough love. It's called Logan Lucky. Oh, it's from 2017. Yeah. It's the one where they like, they, they pull a heist and they basically steal all the money from like the Daytona 500 or something. Um, but it has everything. It has fast cars. It has comedy because Adam driver's in it. Um, and, oh, Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, Daniel Craig. Um, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jerry from Parks and Rec is in it. Um, Seth MacFarlane. Um, it has so many famous people, and nobody has really seen this movie. No. Um, it, but yeah, it's super funny. Like It's one of Adam Driver's only funny movies I've seen him in. Um, but um, yeah, I really respect him. He plays, a, he, he plays a redneck that only has one arm. So it's going to be funny. Um, but yeah, they break into the Daytona 500 and like essentially steal all the money that they make in a day. And um, so that's a good one. That's, that's all I can think of right now. What about you? Um, well, I did want to say, I, I do recall now you brought this movie up before on the podcast. but I Have I? Yeah, but that's as far as it went. But like, I really want to watch this. Because I didn't, yeah, I didn't know. I had Jack Quaid. Has Hillary mm. Swank in it? Katie Holmes? Oh my oh, god! Yeah. <laughs> it was on Netflix at one point. I think that's how I first saw it. Oh, okay. I'll have to look into that because I'm very, very curious. Um, I think to this day, because I tried to watch the Ocean's Eleven movies, and they're not bad, but they ain't great. Yeah. Man, great. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel the same way. As much as I love heist movies, like, and that's like the one, I didn't, I didn't love it. I didn't love um, it. Yeah. Um, basically, for me, it breaks down to I think that Inside Man is still my favorite heist movie. That's a really good one. Just because it's like you don't, if, if you're a person who hasn't seen Inside Man, it's a great movie. But then what's even better, it's one of those movies where if you get to go back and watch it knowing the ending, it's still good. Because mm-hmm. there's all these details and all these things that you can pick out and and, and put it together yourself. Um, just a great Spike Lee movie. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Denzel Washington's great in it. Um, the only other movie I want to give credit to um, is... Uh, it's actually, uh, actually Avengers Endgame, which is kind of technically a heist movie for most of it. <laughs> I've never considered it as that, but I can see. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's not, but for a majority of that movie, it is. <laughs> they plan a time heist. Like, that's the whole premise of that movie until the end, which then it's a big battle. But leading up to that, it's basically a fucking heist movie. Yeah. Yeah. You have all these characters. <laughs> Thor is basically the big Lebowski. Um, <laughs> or the dude, I should say. He's basically yeah. the dude. Um, so, yeah. No, that's... that's I When I watch uh, Avengers Endgame, I'm more into the time heist part than anything else. And, like, mm-hmm. assembling the crew and getting the crew together. And, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's a fucking heist movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yep. That's that's all I really had. So, um, you know, we uh, we've planned these uh, for for legal reasons. Uh, you know, all this was a joke. You know, we're not going to actually go to L.A. and seduce models to figure out their, you know, naturally. You know, yeah. Yeah. Like, we have to cover our, cover our trail. <laughs> yeah, I would never do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, well, that's pretty much all I had. Um, okay, Mitch. Well, um, th- a very important question, especially because we haven't talked in a long time um, or haven't got together like this. Uh, what have you been cranking? Yeah, um, I have been cranking. <clears throat> there is a um, really cool neo soul band called Duran Jones and the Indications. Um, they released a new album on Friday, and um, I've been obsessed with it. That, that's pretty much all I've listened to since Friday. Um, I don't know if we've talked about this too much. Have we talked about like my, my neo-soul obsession? Um, basically, just kind of like modern bands that sound like they're straight from the 60s, like they're doing these really cool, chill, soul stuff. Um, you could kind of like put... Um, uh, St. Paul and the Broken Bones under that category. They're yeah. kind of one of my favorites from that genre. Um, I made a really awesome playlist. I can send you if, you, if you're interested, of just like some newer stuff that sounds like it's straight out of the soul era. Um, and Duran Jones and the Indications is one of my favorites from that. And they have a really cool album called Private Space. Um, they also, I think their drummer um, is named Aaron Frazier. He also has a really cool Neo Soul album that he did on his own oh. um, where he's like playing guitar and singing. One of my favorite albums of this year so far. Um, so, yeah, check out Duran Jones, check out Aaron Frazier if you're into that kind of cool soul. Oh, yeah, vibe. for sure. I mean, like, that's kind of one of the reasons I got into Charles Bradley so much at first, and even oh, Alabama. Yeah. yeah. Even when Alabama Shakes I, I, came out. Alabama Shakes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I got really into him because of that. Um, no, yeah, it's definitely, uh, I, I think it's hard to, to, to be your friend and not know that you love neo so <laughs> okay <laughs> you are pretty into it it's just like one of those things that like not a lot of people are into and i don't mean to sound like a hipster but like i i do realize every time i talk about what you crank and i talk about a band that nobody's ever heard of but i i i think that i'm trying to use this platform to like get people into the music i'm into and so if i can you know shout out neo soul funk just the 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 weird shit that nobody has heard of that's my platform so no no absolutely <laughs> and i totally just sounded like a hipster so <laughs> right. no. uh, so uh also check out jimmy buffett um <laughs> <laughs> also there's this like little band they're called like sticks i don't know if you heard of that. <laughs> really that concert was so good <laughs> i i was kind of well i tell you what since we're since we're here give us yeah give us a little bit of insight i was really curious how that concert went because how many original members are there at this point i think i looked it up and there are two original members wow. um the the keyboard okay so actually one maybe two um one and a half so the original guitar player tommy shaw he's still in it oh, wow. um he he was there and then the other original person is their keyboard player, and I say original because he wasn't around for like the first two Sticks albums. Yeah, but he joined the band like after the fourth or fifth or something like that. So he might as well be original. Um, 
and then everybody else is like totally different. Um, but the cool part about this show is so Sticks, I didn't know this either, originated in Chicago. So because they played in Fort Wayne, um, the the first guitar player, gu- first guitar player, and I can't remember his name, um, that originally formed the band with his brother, who's the drummer. Um, he he quit the, he quit touring and everything because he got super old and had some health issues. Mm. Uh, but he actually drove to Fort Wayne just to like feature on a couple songs so they had him play bass on just like two songs but it was still super cool just being able to see him on stage with the band as it is now um they still got it man they the the sound was great the they have this thing where the that, that they've always done apparently where the keyboard player is on this like stand and he's got this little like remote control that he spins around on yeah and i'd never seen that before he would just like spin around and jump off the stage and he just dude has got to be like 60 years old but he just had so much energy it made me tired <laughs> so <laughs> but no they played all the hits they played everything you you would have wanted them to play um it was great <laughs> uh did they play too much time on my hands uh pretty sure okay. yeah i like yeah. that one <laughs> yeah that's a really good one um, they did their encore was um renegade and mr roboto so <laughs> god damn mr roboto such a stupid song such, a, stupid such s- a good song i know it's like i want to hate it but i can't i always i always hated it when i did get into sticks which is just such a fucking weird statement in general yeah. for me um just because it, it kind of broke the band up mm-hmm. mr roboto was yeah. a turning point um yeah definitely because I'm pretty sure the original keyboard player is the one that quit after that, right? He's like, no, nah, I can't I can't be doing this. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I thought it was the singer. Is it the singer? Could be. I thought he really wanted to step away because he was like, I don't want to make this kind of music. We're a rock band, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> calm down, Sticks, but sure. Yeah. Right. Um, no, there's there's something endearing about Sticks. There, there really is to me. I th- if, To me, it's also like kind of like personal like i my sticks is literally my dad's favorite band so oh okay i didn't know that's like yeah so that's why i've always kind of been into them um and then when they were playing in fort wayne like um i didn't buy tickets in time and there were like i i didn't think i was going to be able to get some but um somebody at my work was selling some and i they were only selling two so i i texted i felt bad i texted erica and i was like hey i got sticks concert on thursday and she was like oh awesome that sounds great and then i was like well i already invited my dad i was just telling you where (laughs) i was gonna be on thursday (laughs) so she was pretty upset so but although like you know erica's never talked about six i'm sure it would have been a great time but it's my dad's favorite band yeah i'm gonna take him like (laughs) good call maybe just structure your text better (laughs) yeah Yeah, that was yeah that was my bad yeah hey i I, i'm doing this thing with my dad on thursday i just want to let you know about it um you know you, you <laughs> yeah. basically told no. her what you were doing which uh i pretty much yeah, yeah. i she pretty much read that as an invite it's, it's kind of how i phrase it i phrase it as an invite <laughs> yeah well, this is really cool things going on that you're not invited to <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um so mine is very different the complete opposite of what you typically do and what you're cranking which is par for the course uh yep out of nowhere, I've just been listening to fucking bare naked ladies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not what I thought you were gonna say. Okay, and they're still like really good. <laughs> oh 
Why? Okay, so I love 90s music. Can't stand Bare Naked Ladies. What? Yeah. It's banned. That's that's it. That's their hit. It's so annoying. I've heard it so many times. So I saw Bare Naked Ladies open for Hootie and the Blowfish, and I hated it. I also take the, I didn't mean to, I don't I don't mean to use this as a platform to rant against Bare Naked Ladies, but they also did the theme song for uh, uh, Big Bang Theory, and I can never forgive them for that. Ah, uh, yeah, but. <laughs> Just having per- having participated in the worst show of all time, can't I can't forgive you. Yeah, but I like the theme song though. It's so stupid. All right, now I would like to hear you <laughs> try to persuade me. Like <laughs> now to- that I've sh- now that I've shit all over your favorite band of the week, um, tell me why you like them. Um, <laughs> it's uh, well, first off, it's it's been a week is not their only hit. Okay, they also have Pinch Me. Okay. Where he makes you say underwear. Okay. (laughs) Very tug and cheek. Very clever. You remember that line where he's like... No, I don't remember that song at all. Pinch me. It's the slower one. Like... uh, Okay. I'll listen to it later. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Or I won't. I don't care. Anyways. um, No, it's like weird, dude. I don't understand. What I think I really miss about the 90s is those bands that were like... um, Bare Naked Ladies, They Might Be Giants, even Bowling for Soup. Um, well, wait, mm. what? They were like early aughts. Bare Naked Ladies and uh, and like They Might Be Giants and stuff like that. Just just like these weird fucking bands or presidency of the uh, oh, yeah. United mm. States. You know, bands like that that were just fucking weird, man. Weird, mm. but they made the catchiest music ever. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like an earworm and a gitch in your head. And um, I, I don't know what it is about Bare Naked Ladies, but I kind of like them. If you can start a song that goes Chick of the China, the Chinese Chick. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yes. That's the reason I hate I respect them, that. I respect that. Like them. <laughs> that is some si- silly, playfully racist ass shit. <laughs> yeah, right. And you know they don't change it. They still go out there like, yeah, the first line of the song's not great, but we're going to have to let it go. Because we all yeah. did that. We were all out there as kids like, chicken, the tiny, the tiny chicken. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is something that your brain's not ticking. I don't know why I like them. Because they're fucking weird. It's just goofy. It, as I get older, I find myself liking goofier and goofier shit. Like, just, just shit that people would, like, clown on has started mm-hmm. to kind of, like, I've really... How fun... Would it be to be in Bare Naked Ladies? You just yeah, go out there yeah. every night. Yeah, spam. <laughs> well, okay. So th- here's my, I, I guess, points to Bare Naked Ladies. They did one of the kind of quintessential 90s things where they kind of introduced white boy rapping into radio <laughs> pop songs. Um, after they, they were one of the quintessential bands that, like, is he like, okay, he's kind of rapping right now. It's a version of rap. Um, and then it totally caught on. Lots of bands did that. Blues Traveler. Yeah. They kind of rapped. It was shitty rap, but they had that cadence. Right. Um, and then that just like totally went off the rails. Everybody was doing it. <laughs> yeah. Then we got to the thousands and then it was like, what if we kept rapping, but we made metal shitty? Yeah, <laughs> and everybody in Limp Biscuit was like, "Ah, oh, fuck yeah, yeah." Kid Rock's right. back there, like, "Yeah, I'll do the south, the southern version." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll make shitty south 
redneck metal. Yeah, Jesus. Ball with the ball. The ball the bad, bad. <laughs> My favorite part of that song is when Kid Rock goes, there's a shout out. What he says, like, shout out to my homies on like cell block four or whatever. And I'm like, Kid Rock, <laughs> shut the fuck up, dude. Right. You wore spandex in yeah. the fucking 90s. Like, dude, yeah, exactly. God, I hate, I hate Kid Rock so much. Totally agree there. But everybody loved him. You remember? He did the song with Faith Hill. Uh, he was fucking, yep. uh, just in every movie there for a while. Yep, God. yep. <laughs> I do not know why we idolized Kid Rock for so fucking long. I don't, yeah, you got a point, man. Because I, yeah, I, I forgot he was in Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt is like to this day one of my favorite movies. <laughs> it's so embarrassing <laughs> to say. <laughs> they clean the toilet so you don't have to. <laughs> right. So stupid. Um, <laughs> that's my favorite, dude. I, if if you do come in, we need to watch Joe Dirt together. I think that I'm totally down. Because I didn't know you liked Joe Dirt so much. I love Joe Dirt. Oh, yeah. I watched that all the time when I was a kid. It was always on Comedy Central. And so I was just like, every time it was on, I watched it. God, I love it. I love when... Um, uh, <laughs> dude, uh, who who's the guy who plays the disc jockey that interviews him? Oh, um, he's like a f- actual famous DJ. Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name. Though. I can't remember who it is. I can't remember either. But man, it's so funny because they just like they just rag on him, and I just love when Joe's like, <laughs> it's just like he'll say lines <laughs> like, "It's a little mean." Um, <laughs> yeah, right. God, it's so good. Um, yeah, no, we need to watch that. Uh, I think my favorite part of Joe Dirt is like <laughs> one of my favorite parts is when they flip back to him being a kid. And he's like, oh, yeah. he, at the Grand Canyon, he pops out of the trash can like, I f- hey, Dad, I found a ham-dipped can of skull. <laughs> yeah. It's this mullet child. My favorite, like, quotable but unquotable quote from that movie is when he's at the uh, talking to the uh, Native American fella about the snakes and sparklers, that whole bit. Kicking um, wing. Kicking wing, yeah. <laughs> um, I used to, when they were talking about fireworks and he was listening off the, you ain't got no whistling kitty chasers, listening bungholes. <laughs> I sent that. I, I I found that video, and for a while there, every single Fourth of July, I sent that video to my brother because like we love that so much. Oh no, it's great, and I really think it was just David Spade just just taking <laughs> nouns and adjectives and just yeah. sort of putting them together. Husker do's, Husker don'ts. <laughs> yeah, Husker do's, Husker don'ts. Oh man. God. Yeah, we need to watch Joder. Oh, what a blast from the past, yeah. <laughs> when he's talking about his facial hair and he's just like, he's got that like mutton chop thing, he's like, oh, that's just how it grows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, all right. Well, I think we made it to the end, guys. Thanks for uh, sticking it out. Uh, we'll do another episode again, I swear. Um, we don't have many left, buddy. Yeah, it's getting uh, getting to be the end. Getting to be the end. Um, to make them good. We gotta uh, we gotta plan the hundredth one together. I did. I do have yeah. to mention that we will have to find a weekend to do that. For sure. Yeah. But we got like six weeks. We'll figure it out. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We're glad to be back. We should be able to record pretty consistently from here. I'm hoping. 
I think so. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll try to fit some in during the week if we need to, just to make sure we're kind of getting them out. I I really want to get this done so we can work on music because we yeah, haven't totally. talked about our musical project at all. And I have a lot of updates for you. Right. Okay. So I really want to get this done and move on to music. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you next time. Stay fresh, cheese bags. They clean the toilet so you don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) I got poopy on me.